Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. There's not going to be a dry eye or butt in the house. And the amazing Chris Randazzo. Well, pinch my loaf. We here on this week's episode talk television. This week was my choice. I chose Bob's Burgers, season five, episode 13, Gale Tales. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest something. We'll watch just about anything. So, I can't remember if we've actually spoken about Bob's Burgers. I mean, like, in detail. I don't think we have. Which is kind of surprising to me. Um, I am in the throes of a rewatch, Actually, there's two rewatches going on in my house at the same time for Bob's Burgers. I am further along than Ange, and and she will watch from, like, I think she's in season two and in season five at the same time. She's a real trooper. Um, I chose this particular episode because I was, when you know, Game of Thrones is all coming back and all of that stuff. But as I was watching this, I I had tears. And I don't know if it was just something that was happening because of, like, the day or whatnot. But I enjoyed this so much because it highlighted every kid. It showed every bit of what the, the inner workings of the children were. And I loved every second of it. Um, what did you guys think? Well, we're both... Um, fans of Bob's Burgers that sort of fell off just due to lack of time. It's not one of those things you have to keep up with, Mm-mm. so we not didn't. <laughs> um, but it was really great getting back to revisit this show because you 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 hit the nail on the head. It really did showcase all three kids very well. <laughs> and is a surprisingly good a, a, a tolerable chunk of the sister because most of the time she gets a little bit too much, but. I guess. Which, wait, which sister? Uh, Gail. Gail. Oh, that okay. Linda's sister. Yeah, Linda's sister. Linda's yeah. sister. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but I guess through the lens of the children's view of her, makes her just that much more entertaining. It. it <laughs> okay. The 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 each of the the children do their own take of what seems to be well. Two of them were like major like talking points now like the 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 game of thrones thing and um what was that movie that just the the Ryan, the rhinestone cowboy the the one with lady gaga oh star is born star is born like that is where i feel like those two ideas came from and then the 
third, which was I, 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 I Tina's was more of a Pride and Prejudice Pride, kind okay, of thing. That's what I thought, but I wasn't 110, and I didn't yeah. want to say it out loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the way they they like they interwove the the children's personalities into the story was just fantastic. The it, it's. <laughs> Tina's was just all about butts. Yeah. I mean, and and Gene was all about singing and and the life of a musician and food. And, and, and like the fact that like um, Louise's character in her story had this epic sword that was just for slapping. Like that was funny to me. (laughs) And the fact that in her story, Gail breastfed everybody and everything. I don't know where that came from. It was just, I, I don't remember that. I being think it a, came from Game of Thrones because there was some like egregious, like 10 year old breastfeeding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, like, was, it seemed it was, like it was a very specific reference to that character in Game of Thrones. And then the joke at the end, that's like, wait, you haven't seen Game of Thrones. What's Game of Thrones? <laughs> I, yeah, it's actually uh, one of the Stark, the, like the Stark kids, their aunt, who is the breastfeeder. So it kind of was. Uh, okay, see, I rather fitting. So many layers, one of which I did not pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, honest to God, my favorite part of this whole episode, and there were a lot of very funny moments. Um, Bob as Hodor, or Bob Dor. Bob Dor. Where where That's pretty good. They're, they're they're flying away on the cat dragon and, and Scott Bakula shows up and he goes, Bob Dor third wheel, gotta go, and throws himself that <laughs> <laughs> like and the fact that Scott Bakula was referenced multiple times. Yeah, they they pulled that off. <laughs> <laughs> the show is so much like you, it, like you said, you don't have to watch it in any particular order. It's it's fun to see how it progresses if you watch it in order because like certain jokes stick and they continue on. Um, but Tina will always have a, a fascination with butts. Doesn't matter what season, what episode it, I'm sure it's some way, shape or form will be referenced as well as um, Jimmy jr. Uh, I don't, I like, it's a very rare occasion where I can turn like to have a show that you can turn on just about any episode and be entertained by it. And I truly believe that like this show is one of them. So I mean, it's just good. good This is also one of those rare cases where like you can have a show and have kids in it and have it be consistent from beginning to end just because of, it is animation so you don't have to worry about the actors aging right right yeah (laughs) you can just they can be whatever the ages they are forever and it it always works one funny thing that i noticed about this is i was going back through a uh imdb didn't wasn't forthcoming with a lot of quotes for this episode and i didn't note any at the time because i was laughing too hard (laughs) so i went back through a transcript of this episode to find my quote for the show wow and as I'm reading it through, I'm like, I know I laughed at this. I'm reading the transcript, and it's it doesn't on paper. It's not that funny. It doesn't translate it, via you text. Put the, 
be- between the visuals and the delivery and the, the the way the jokes are better like the the writing comes off better spoken than read mm-hmm. it, it, there's a lot of um kind of magical elements that go into making an episode of bob's burgers as funny as it is i mean i like and it's true because i like what my i and i say this there's it's a tie for me for for favorite character and it's teddy and gene and it's straight up for their delivery like mm-hmm. like the other characters nine times out of ten say funnier things it's just the way they deliver their lines like in the game of thrones ish scene where they go and it's the i don't remember what they what they were called but it was their white walkers and it was the teddy white talkers, white talkers yeah. and he bored you to, to, to a near comatose state and the first thing like you audibly hear is yeah i don't think i could do that with a barbecue and like that was it there was nothing else said but it was in the voice of teddy it's just he's a funny dude and gene his delivery is it's it's always so enthusiastic no matter what it is and it's always spot on <laughs> like this this episode if i'm not mistaken started with him spinning on it on a, a stool saying this stool is making a new noise it's somewhere between a seal and the famous singer seal and he's just turning and then tina chimes in with i would buy that stool's rate or cd or album or whatnot like the, the way the kids play off of each other it's it, it's funny because all right like the simpsons there's there's a couple of kids they don't like the 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 bond between the simpsons children and the bobs burgers children is like night and day completely different yeah very different animals and yeah the the belcher kids are kind of a unit whereas the simpson kids are always like kind of very antagonistic very very individualized other. and like i truly there like i've been watching a number of episodes and i truly believe like no matter what the belcher kids always have each other's backs and it's it's endearing like even if they're doing something stupid or something mean to each other like at you know if something happens outside of their little circle they will defend each other and that's adorable to me especially when it comes to like Louise like she is the the ruffian of the group and she will have either of her brother or sister's backs at any point in time and that's like that's a like a a, a family trait that you don't really see in especially in other animated adult animated shows like it's not that way in the sim in the simpsons or uh, family guy or like any other of those animated family units it's it's very unique to this show and i think they do it really well like there was there was, i was watching an episode and the relationship between louise and her father i didn't realize was as like pulling at the heartstring that it could be as pulling at the heartstrings as this one episode was. And I was nearly in tears because of an episode and not from laughter. Like that is like one of the sweetest things I've heard ever come out of not only this family, but like on TV and it's shocking that it's coming out of this animated family. They just, they just do a really, really good job of not only entertaining, but entertaining in a very specific way that makes you, I don't want to say forget that it's a cartoon, but, but excuse that it's a cartoon. 
Cause it, yeah, this this family definitely has a lot of range in terms of emotional range. Yes. I mean, it's always funny, but sometimes it's funny and heartwarming or funny and heartbreaking or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was a whole episode where like uh, Louise and Bob were watching what looks to be like a, a, a live action version of Lone Wolf and Cub. And like there was a father daughter moment in there. Like it was excruciatingly painful to watch but like it 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 was bearable because it was i was able to look at it and go this is animated this is okay i'm this someone is purposefully drawing and writing and making this to make me feel this way and i'm shocked that it came out of bob's burgers every every time i watch this show i am entertained Well, I mean, this is that just kind of goes to speak to the general universe that this comes from. This uh, uh, show was created by uh, Lauren Bouchard and Jim Dauterve, I I guess. I don't know. Um, But this show, uh, uh, Lauren Bouchard in particular, um, this show, he was one of the writer on like uh home movies dr Katz, mm-hmm. um lucy daughter of the devil like these are these are shows that did this uh, to a lesser extent than bob's burgers does mostly because those shows didn't last as long as bob's burgers has i mean it's been on since 2011 yeah uh, nine i think it's in its ninth season yeah it's in its ninth season i think the next longest one was dr Katz from 95 to 2002 but um, I mean, they they he does a very good job of being in uh, the, the shows that he's involved with tend to be uh, very odd and uh, occasionally endearing, and that hits that it hits that similar balance to like something like Futurama did, where it was like all goofball all the time, except for when it wasn't, mm-hmm. and then when it wasn't, it just kind of like hits you like with a ton of breaks. Uh, Scrubs was really good at that too. Yes. Um, Though I, I think that you can get away with a lot more in stuff like animation, uh, again because you wind up with adults playing the the, the kid characters, and uh, you know adult actors do tend to have more range than child actors. Um, but you know when you've got something just so completely off the wall as Bob's Burgers, I mean these characters are intensely exaggerated, uh, which is great. Uh, I I love that these characters are so exaggerated. Um, but when you do have those sweet moments. Uh, in the show it's it's it takes a degree of talent that i i think can't be overstated uh in 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 this kind of a situation i mean like all right so tina for example is voiced by a guy dan Mm -hmm. mintz um linda is voiced by a guy john roberts and linda and bob's relationship is so very believable uh between john roberts and H. H. john benjamin and that's just a credit to these actors. Like, they're complete caricatures. They're absolutely ridiculous. But they put enough thought behind them to make it uh, a believable and endearing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's 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 just great. Uh, the whole thing is just uh, is is just wonderful. Like like Karen said, we watched this for a long time because I would watch pretty much anything that Laurent Bouchard was involved in. Because uh, I'm a huge fan of home movies, I really, really adored that show. Um, <laughs> and H. John Benjamin, and H. John Benjamin, yeah, I, I think he's just 
a friggin' national treasure, but uh, uh, I had a, a really deep love for uh, home movies. And when this show came on Fox, I was afraid that it was going to get canceled in no time because it was such a similar kind of weird humor as home movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't. It found an audience on a major network and this show blew the heck up and it's one of those shows that I'm sure Fox will just keep going until they can't until they can just not even afford to, to throw money at it anymore. Like, uh, you know, the other things that they keep going for yeah. way longer than they should. But I, I don't think this show is slowed down. So, uh, it, and I'm, you know what watching, doing a rewatch of it, it, it has been very consistent. Like, there it hasn't been a drop off yet and i am just starting season 6 what i find particularly impressive is the amount of extremely clever puns packed into every episode's background like the menus behind uh, behind the counter mm-hmm. the shops that open up next door every they are opening cons- scene every single episode has a different one and they're all hilarious <laughs> I, and it's, you notice it that when, astonishing when that the, they can come up with that many of them. When the episode actually airs, like when they show it, nine times out of ten, the place next door is for rent. Oh, that's right. Yeah, when they <laughs> when they actually go into the episode, it's for yep. rent again. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it is clever beyond understanding because you don't you truly, especially when you t- you know you step back and you look at the characters that you're hearing like the, the the conversations come out of it is way more clever than you expect it because like like i said gene he is he is a, a dullard he is a he is adorably stupid but so endearing and 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 charming even though most of his humor revolves around poop and farts and whatnot like he's a kid and it's 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 completely believable which is it's a cartoon still i i have like i said i i every time i watch this no matter what the episode is i am pleasantly surprised and i enjoy every one of them the the cast of characters ranges so far and there's so so many recurring characters and like the people of the town like the the woman who runs the art gallery down the block she makes an an appearance in an episode like every let's say every third and it may be just in passing when she sort of you know does her cussing out or whatever she does of something but then like every 10th episode she is a, she's a character and she's a, she's a, a a part of the episode it's it's difficult to do that because they set their tertiary characters with like a very specific thing and they keep going back to it and it doesn't keep feeling that doesn't it never feels stale or, or or retread like it's like i said it's very unique and i i'm okay with it continuing as long as it stays of this quality and i have yet to see any like even when the simpsons were in its prime there were some episodes where you go Oof, that was a that was a barker that was bad and I mean, I don't remember experiencing that, but I, 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 I don't disagree that that's a possibility. I mean, like, I, I can only think of a couple, like, and I don't know when they played. Like, I feel like when Aerosmith started showing up in their 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 shows, 
like when that sort of stuff started happening, it just, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of fun and it's a half hour well spent because it's just pure entertainment. You don't learn anything. <laughs> like, you're not, you're, there's very, very rarely is there like a unknown moral story. Like, yes, you, you know that families should be sticking together and should truly care about each other. Yeah, that's a given. That's pretty much as, as far as they go. <laughs> but they do it well and just about every episode. I highly, I feel that when we hit our Halloween run again this year, I'm going to be returning to, to Bob's Burgers feel like because unless something else really surprising this year pops up i just watched one of their halloween episodes good stuff spoilers good stuff so i'm glad you guys got to revisit i i didn't realize you you fell off or you would even you know had consciously stopped whatever i'm, I'm glad I, I you guys you know with the revisit you enjoyed it as much as you did Absolutely. Thank yeah. you, Evan. Yeah. Word. Good choice. Every once in a while it happens. So, all right, people. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk some news. Stay tuned. Hey, gang. If you like what you're listening to, why don't you head on over to geekade.com and check out all our other fresh original content. We have tons of other podcasts, videos, articles, and so much more. Check it out. And we're back. Thank you so much for sticking through the break. If you only knew what was happening behind the scenes. Let's talk some news. Um, so we're, <laughs> I'm going to assume for the first chunk of this that these are all real news stories because as of recording, it is April 1st. So for for. Unless we openly say it, we believe that these are real news stories. With that being said, first up from foodandwine.com, Martha Stewart and Stoop Dog return with Potluck Party Challenge. And there's a trailer. Um, when I saw this trailer, which is a spoof of the Titanic scene... Um, I, 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 I really have a hard time believing it's, it's real. <laughs> but it seems to be. So apparently they're starting a new challenge-based show for their, their um, you know, they, they cook together and whatnot. So whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's Martha Stewart. Good for them. It's Snoop Dogg. They are doing a challenge-based based thing if you're into that i i it's apparently their potluck dinner party show on vh1 on was quite entertaining so yeah and i feel it it's it because of the the what is that the dichotomy of the two characters because it is martha stewart and snoop dogg <laughs> so you can't get much more polar opposite than those two it's not something that appeals to me. Never been big into like the food challenge shows either. Like I know you guys are fans of some of them. Uh, I just don't feel it's fair to the food to pressure people like that. Give the proper time to make a good meal. 
see what happens. They're gonna have a bunch of celebrities and, and <laughs> friends and what it's real deep, Evan. I know. I know. I apologize for, for getting so moving. Um like okay, so it says the Friendsgiving face off is gonna like there's a, a list of people most of the names i don't recognize but it says uh friends giving face off is jimmy kimmel yavani orgy and yermo is, is that is that del toro I th- no i think yermo is a jimmy kimmel sidekick guy oh the little all right okay all right well there you go that's that's a news thing, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's a combination of like comedians, singers, kind of William Shatner. I'm lower in. level celebrities. <laughs> no, not all. I mean, they Lil got Regina Pump. Hall. They got Olivia. What's her face? Paris Hilton. Oh my God, the names Octavia just keep getting Spencer. better. Oh, all right, all right. Let's let's move on to the next one. Uh, Hollywood Reporter brings us the. Update to a, a, a story that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, prosecutors dropped charges against uh, Juicy, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Smollett. Smollett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew. I, I mean, did. not for nothing. I'd really prefer to go forward with Juicy Smollett just for the comedy. <laughs> well, I said Juicy <laughs> Smollett <laughs> the first time. <laughs> um, wow. So all charges have been dropped. Uh, he's been truthful and consistent. And you know what? Okay. But the way this article is presented, it's still stating that the police still feel that he set it up, which... The whole thing doesn't smell good to me. And without any proof that that this actor did anything wrong, I'm just... I'm going to stick with believing the victim. Yeah. That's, I guess, the, the... the, the the better way to go because as it was presented to us in the beginning he was faking being the victim so right now there's apparently no proof it was just something that the police believed and they're, they, they have gone forward with dropping charges so good luck to him and you know moving on with and putting this behind him Hopefully, oh. yeah. But but then the president officially called for the FBI to open an investigation because because what is, else does he have to do? Yeah, this is what's important to our 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 country right now is uh, investigating this. This needs to be solved. So drop everything. Don't pay attention to the to any of the other things that are you know legal problems that are going on right now. But pay attention to this. Yes, because that is important. Extremely. <sighs> All right, uh, Chris, you posted up the next one. Um, I did, and I am not familiar with this. This is ago. from uh, NintendoEverything.com. Hyperlight Drifter animated TV series on the way. And Castlevania Netflix producer involved. I am not familiar with this game at all. Are you, or is it just the fact that you saw something on the net on the Nintendo website that you could bring over to here? Well, that all depends on what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> okay, 
Okay. The internet left again. <laughs> oh, okay. So you just you just came back. <laughs> okay. So Hyperlight Drifter animated TV series. Oh yeah. This God, just I love the up. internet. This just uh, popped up in my news feed. Uh, it's uh, it's this is a strange pick. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter is a relatively recent uh, independent game. It it's done very well for itself, but uh, this seems to be the next project that's being tapped by the uh, the Castlevania folks. And they, and they the Castlevania folks did a very good job. I'm just like I don't like I said I don't have any experience with this game. Is there is there something there to to make a television show out of? Uh, I also don't have much experience with the game. It's on my list of things to play. It's got a very, very cool visual style. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I just think what is particularly interesting about this is that this isn't a game from a major publisher like Castlevania, uh, or most of the other things that get, uh, official adaptations. This is a, this is an indie game. This is a very small release. And, uh, I do believe there, I, I, can't remember the details but i remember there being some sort of at least somewhat interesting narrative behind this game so i I also noted in the article that it is not there's no talking in the game yeah there's there's no dialogue so that is interesting because that leads leads it very open for interpretation by the crew it does yeah the creative team yeah which if it if the castlevania stuff is any inkling on where they're going, it's probably going to be really entertaining. And possibly quite violent. Possibly. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see if there anything comes of that. Um, it is still... It's new, so, you know, nothing is officially official yet. But once we hear anything else, we'll, we'll let you know. Um, another one from the Hollywood Porter... A Parks and Recreation revival could only happen for this single reason. And that's if everybody gets together, says yes, and there is a really good story. Yep. I, Which, of course, the only is the only reason anything should ever be rebooted for any reason. Yeah, I mean, everybody seems to be on board. Um, they were, is it at the Paley Center? The Paley Fest. Um, and, you know, the the group still has a good time with each other. They all are interested, but you know, they want the right story to tell, which is is good. We want to hear the right story. We don't want just a remake for the sake of. Well, I shouldn't say remake. A a um a revival, no. a reunion. I guess is the best way to do it. So it's my my understanding is I haven't seen the end of this. It ended correctly mm-hmm. yeah very much so yeah yeah it had an ending which isn't to say i wouldn't be interested to see more about these characters i think somewhere in there one of the ideas that was floated was sort of an, a much f- further down the road future check-in with these characters right which i think could be interesting because wasn't that part of the ending didn't they sort of mm-hmm. flash yeah forward? the last season was a flash forward so yeah i mean it's it there it there's there's the possibility there it's just just don't do it for the sake of doing it do it for the right reasons <laughs> make it so that you know it doesn't do that you know wither and die just if it we're good we'll let it sit and don't ruin the 
the attachments that we have with it when you, you go back to something that doesn't need to be gone back to. I'm talking, you know who you talk, I'm talking to. There's certain things out there. We're talking to you, Will and Grace. God damn it. I wasn't going to name them specifically. <sighs> Always got to point the finger, Chris. That's what I do. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are... It, this one's kind of just a. It's going to be a link straight up to the, the YouTube page. But Shira, see, uh, Shira, and the Princesses of Power season two trailer. Um, Woohoo! Finally. Yeah. I is there any information on when season two? Because yep, April twenty sixth. I just had to click on the more info thing. Um. K- Karen, did you watch season? One? Oh, I did. I went all the way right the hell through it, and then Chris is almost I'm, all the way through yeah, it. He hasn't seen this it. trailer yet because he didn't quite finish it. Oh, okay. So yeah, I purposely avoided this one. Okay, all right. Um, looks good. It looks like more of th- more of the same, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make it sound negative, um, but I, I, I'm glad. Like. I don't know of many people who have watched it, and I'm glad to see that you are pleased because you. I know you enjoyed the first season. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it did like kind of end in a good, you know, good place, good sort of like finished story place. Mm-hmm. So, but the trailer makes it look like they are, you know, places to go from there um, that are logical and make sense. And I swear to God, our two-year-old daughter is running around the house going, for the honor of Grayskull! <laughs> and it just, like, makes my heart sing. That's so fantastic. I, this cannot come fast enough for me. <laughs> fantastic. Well, you don't have to wait that long. April 26th is when it's dropping on Netflix. So um, I guess Chris needs to finish this last couple episodes. <laughs> I keep asking Ellie to watch it with me, and she keeps saying she wants to watch something else instead. I'm like, I, all right. When am I gonna watch She Rock? Come on, <laughs> we gotta we gotta like do it all as a family, the four of us, the last yeah. couple episodes. Nice, nice. Look at that family TV time. I like that. All right. Um, next up from Nerdist.com, they bring us the information that this is this is interesting. Um, so, the Twilight Zone has come to what was it cbs all access is that all access yeah and um it got really good reviews and with that they have released episode one on youtube so that you can make your choice like you can watch it decide if you want to actually sign up and pay for it for the rest of it i should say um it's an interesting play it's a good idea because it seems to be of of a, a good quality show. If it, you know, you know, the first taste is free, so uh, I'm kind of surprised, really surprised by CBS for doing this. Because nine times out of ten, when something shows up on YouTube, it's not uh, you know, it's not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, who knows how long it'll actually be there? But, yeah, uh, and it's and I it's, did. Uh, we're recording this obviously a couple of days ahead of when the podcast will drop, but I did tweet this out today to our followers just in case it gets yanked. Like I don't know why CBS would do that, but in case they do, yeah, like, and it's released that, by CBS. So. Go do it now. Yeah, check it out because, like I said, people who have watched it have enjoyed it. It is, it it captures the essence of Twilight Zone, which is like that's phenomenal. There's 
He like what did you say? Often imitated, never duplicated. Did you get a chance to check it out, Evan? No, not yet. But that will be done very shortly. Um, I am extremely interested in it, and you know, it's I. I don't have CBS all access. Right. I. I. I, I finding that out that this is available, I will watch it and and check it out, and who knows. You know, it's really a a misnomer that service. It's not all access. <laughs> you have to pay for it. Yes, it's but like once CBS you pay for some it, access, <laughs> once you pay for it, you will have access to what they offer. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for a fat lot of nothing. All right, TVLine.com. Um, I watched this trailer. All right, Christina Christina Applegate's Dead to Me gets May premiere date at Netflix. Um, this is, I had heard nothing of this up until today, and it looks, it looks really interesting. Doesn't it? It I looks fantastic. I am crazy curious to it. see where this goes. Um, it is a television show about a woman who loses her husband in a accident sudden you know he was hit by a car so she lost him suddenly and she ends up in a support group where she finds an unlikely friend and their relationship uh, blossoms quickly to what the trailer will lead you to believe is not good (laughs) (laughs) Um, it seems like there's a lot more behind this new friend than what she thought. And I am extremely curious to see where this goes. Because it's, it's um, Christina Applegate and it's it's Velma. Linda Cardellini. Thank you. Linda Cardellini. I like her a lot. She was in, in Grandma's Boy, too. Um, the, the trailer's really good. Really entertaining and f- funny and engaging it's it's looks like it looks good and it's brought to us uh it's from liz feldman two broke girls uh one big happy so james marsden ed asner (laughs) it's got a couple of names in it too so check that out check out the trailer it's they did they uh did a good job with it i was mostly drawn to the christina applegate character because like there were just moments in it where like the bird thing really got me at the end. <laughs> the bird thing. And then when she, you know, when she first meets Linda Cardellini at the support group and she's like, can I give you a hug? And she just looks at her with this horrible look and is like, no, <laughs> like, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, no, don't touch me. I don't know you, stranger. So, yeah, it, it like I said, looks good. So check that out. Um, and as I said at the beginning... It is April Fool's Day today during the day of recording. So what I did was I went through and I pulled a couple of TV-related April Fool's jokes, I guess, or things. Um, Some of them heart-wrenching. One of them, I was like, how does anybody believe that this is possible? And one of them actually got me. So first up, Karen, this one was for you. <laughs> uh, from Doctor Who TV.co.uk, Tenet and Piper reuniting for a new Doctor Who spinoff? 
<gasps> the meta crisis. I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I would be interested to see this. <laughs> what are they going to do? Where are they going to go? Um, How are they going to get David Tennant to come back and do Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the the fake story leads us to believe that, you know, Tennant and Piper were going to come back. Uh, t- t- show us what happens after the final 2000, what, 2008 episode, Journey's End, and just give them a, a, a little bit more adventure. And then, yeah, no, that's not, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. It reminded me of this... Uh this tweet I saw earlier today of someone's description of what April Fool's Day is. They said, this is uh, Linda Holmes, who is from, uh, is a reporter for NPR. She said, it's like comedy writing Mardi Gras. If everyone inaccurately believed that they had great boobs that everyone else wanted to see. <laughs> it's like, everybody wants to get in on it. And no, not most of it is not that great. It's very true. <laughs> It's very true. Um, I'm kind of surprised I went the whole day without someone sending me the yearly the Firefly, Firefly thing. thing. Um, every year, someone someone gets it. Uh, the next one I, I found, which I thought was ridiculous, but okay, I'm sure someone out there believes it. Uh, Roku introduces pet-friendly streaming re- remote. <laughs> now, I suggest watching this trailer. Because, as I put it, it is pun-tastic. The amount of puns that were in this two-minute trailer were it, it, uncountable. It was fantastic. Uh, apparently, Roku is trying to get in on the market for pets who are left alone. Uh, and they've designed a remote that is, you know, pet-friendly. So they can change channels and whatnot. And it has bark activation so you can that is so cute (laughs) i kind of want this even though i don't have a pet but it's like i'd get one just to have it sitting on your on your coffee table what's Mm -hmm. that that's my pet friendly remote no i'd i'd get a pet (laughs) if i got this remote gotcha first the remote then the pet all right i see what you're doing there it was it was it was adorable uh, it's my clever plan to uh, to get Chris to, uh, to to get a pet into our house. But honey, we have to get a pet. We have the remote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, just trying to think of what I can do with that. I have the shelves. I need to get more statues. <laughs> Good try. Valiant attempt. All right. And this one from Screen Rant. This is the one that got me. Uncle Jesse will divorce Aunt Becky to keep John Stamos on Fuller House. Now, the reason I believed this was because of recent news that we have actually talked about and to the detail that they went into about giving John like three extra episodes and like they went into detail and I believed it. I fell for it hook line. It was difficult, but unexpected. We knew that uh, Lori shouldn't return for season five, but we already had John for eight episodes. So we decided they'd get a divorce. I didn't say why they're getting a divorce, but we'll figure that out. We'll figure out a way that makes it seems right. I was like, yeah, it makes sense. I can buy that. Yeah, okay. 
And then the final like link is to read. I can't say that guy's person's last name. Full statement, as well as a few more Fuller House season five story details. Click here, and that's when I found out it was an April Fool's joke. But made it through the whole article. Good job, Screen Rant. So, with that said, that's it. That's all I got. Thank you for joining us this week on April Fools, and I hopefully won't have to, you know, go back next week and say, "Well, yeah, Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart are not really doing a competitive cooking show." Actually, do I want to say that? I don't know, Chris. Yes, you got a spiel for me. I do. You can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twebcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful pod- podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you very much, sir. Karen. Yes, indeedy. It is your turn. It is my turn. What do we got? Um, um, well, I think the time has come for us to discuss, uh, some reality programming. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I would like to, for us to watch Queer Eye, season three, episode five, Black Girl Magic. Okay. <laughs> All right. Queer Eye. Uh, it's, the, it's the new season? Mm-hmm. Okay, what season? It's on Netflix, season three, episode five. Episode five. Okay. There you go, people. There is your homework. <sighs> Have we done reality television yet? Yeah, we did we've a Top done, Chef a while ago. And yeah, you we've done it. a few. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And I'm here to prove that it's not all garbage. Okay. All right. I will. I will do my due diligence and I will do my homework. All right. Once again, people, thank you for joining us. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. My petticoats are unspeakable. (laughs) Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.